Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Year Is with Red and Bobby. Welcome to The Year Is Podcast, the podcast where every episode, me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my co-host, comedian Red Richardson, travel back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, the most fucked up things from that year. Hello. Hello. And today, we are joined by comedian... And very special guest. Man. Father. Alfie Brown. Thank you so much. Hi. It's such a pleasure to be here. We Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was, uh, I really enjoyed the journey, actually. It's very, very easy from where I am. Yeah? Yeah. That was part of my selling point, I thought. Listen, it's a quick <laughs> trade from your yeah, house. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think you did mention that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, nice uh, sunny day to do it. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Had a sandwich on the train. Okay. And uh, listened to... Um, uh, Attitude Dance by Tower of Power and mm. um, uh, On the Word by the Joubert Singers. I don't okay. know what any of that I means. Yeah, I don't know either. Good stuff. Jody knows. Jody knows. I remember one of the first times uh, we met, we were in a green room at a comedy club, Alfie, and you were talking about how the music from the 70s was so much better than the music now. I probably agree with that still. No, I mean, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. But it's a bit you know, of a... like strong musical feelings. Like, in a way that reminds me of, like, um, a teenager. Well, but I think you recall that memory, and that memory is from a time when I was a lot closer to my teenage years than I am now. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I would like to think that I... 20 years ago. I, I, I it, was, it was 20 years ago. You were, you were 16. I yeah. would like to think I've advanced beyond the... I was quite an adolescent kind of mid-20s. Okay. I didn't, like... I. I loved Rage Against the Machine at the age of 24. Oh, wow. That's, I still, that's a late age. I still really like them yeah. now, musically, mm. but I like... You don't want to wear the T-shirt. But, like, well, now when they're screaming, like, wake up, I kind of go, come on. Yeah, guys. so I was like, so into it when I was 13. And I still know 13, the music's there, good. There's the, there's, there's, I know the music's good, but I can't listen to it because I cringe too much at memories of me listening to it. Yeah. Like, my brother was in a band called Rage Against the Mullet, and they had a singer whose voice hadn't broken yet, and he would sing uh, in my uh, mum and dad's sitting room. They'd set up <laughs> guitars, and I just think of that every time. Can you remember any of the lyrics to, uh, from Rage Against the Bullet? Uh, no, it was the same. They just covered. It, it was just covered. Cover oh, I yeah. see. It was like No Oasis. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so no, it's, I know. It's I probably you know I still know it's good. It's like with rap music. I kind of. Listen to rap music and remember driving around in a Peugeot 106 in like Devon Lanes, and I, think I they cringe. Just call it rap. Yeah, rap music. What did I say? I just don't know. If rap, music. Say rap, rap music. Rap music. It's rap music. Rap music. I was listening to rap. That wouldn't work, would it? If you just said, yeah, I, could, I don't know. I feel like rap music. It's quite a British thing to say rap music. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe because you have to specify divide. that you are yeah. like. Oh no, I think it's music. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It is music. It is still like, music. Because like, your parents would have said that's not music, so yeah. we say like, yeah, oh, it's rap music. I mean, it's Just not the Beatles, of, but it is still it's music. It's not the Beatles, no, but it is still. I was kind of. Music. We, were, we were doing a gig <laughs> in Norwich, and I saw a poster, and the opening act in the poster, it was Rad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. And, but, <laughs> yeah. but that's really confusing because like with cover bands usually the the name is similar to the band right like but no oasis on reggie yeah, yeah, yeah. but then rad pitt i'm like are you covering brad pitt who's not a musician i think there's a big thing with dance musicians uh they 
because and this is like an interesting kind of musical quirk for the search engine optimization generation um, <laughs> uh, uh, is that people name themselves after something that's already famous so they're more easily searchable okay so like joy orbison or okay. um but are people searching roy orbison in this yeah probably are more people than are searching if your name's like Timmy Bollocks. Like, <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah, Timmy Bollocks, yeah, Timmy Bollocks is pretty good. <laughs> there was the bat DJ called Ross from Friends or something, which is yes, funny. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. That exactly. really does make me think, like, I've been a comedian for 17 years, and if I would have just chosen the name John F. Kennedy, yeah, you'd where be doing would I well. be? And at yeah, the end no. of every gig, you could go, doo-doo-doo, and fall to the ground. But then every show you <laughs> did would have to be about it, and you wouldn't be able to do a gig without addressing it, and it'd be become, it'd become a nightmare for yeah, you. Yeah, it'd be or shit. I <laughs> no, or I don't address it, and it's just like you're just getting status from the name. But And I don't, I'd lie and say, yeah, that's my name. I'm a, I don't know John if F. I'm actually Kennedy. a Kennedy, but um, probably. Yeah, there was like a secret. There was a secret Kennedy, like, uh, from the, who was the... Who was the daughter who was lobotomized? Uh, the, well, uh, yeah, that I, I've never heard that. I'm married to her, so <laughs> I'm married to the lobotomized woman who was in, in an institution secretly for 40 years. I got her out, and she's my wife now. Yeah, yeah she, no, she had bipolar disorder, so she kept on like going mental and fucking everybody. Yeah, so oh, they nice. just like punctured her temporal lobe. Why? Up. She sounded like she was a great time. <laughs> well, I don't think they were what she wanted. No, no, no. Okay, and I think there's okay. a lot to be said for it. If only we'd have like uh, lobotomized. Prince Andrew. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe he... I don't know if they didn't. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then, then who can blame him? I think yeah. he deserves a lot of slack if he has been. He is ill at the moment, though, so I don't want to, you know. Is he still ill? Well, well yeah. He, well, by the time this comes out, he will have hopefully recovered from his COVID <laughs> that stopped him from going to the his mom's party. The Jubilee. Did you have a good Jubilee? I didn't really have it. I tell you what, I watched it on the TV with my kids, and they were quite excited to see all the yeah. hubbub. Um, I think there's a thing about like being a parent, like watching more shit TV and having to relinquish yourself of the cynicism that you um, yes, qu- quite rightly observed might have been present in my early 20s. But I, I didn't mean it like, uh, like a, it was just funny. It was like... I know, but it's so like... I, I know, funny. but it might be funny to you, but to me, like I cringe when I think I, about... But like, I have the same thing. Who I was when I, I like used to wear black sleeves. I used to dress like, you know, Russell mm. Brandt. Yeah, and be all like wear jewelry and uh, just so full of affectation and self loathing. I mean, obviously, <laughs> each one going hand in hand with the other. Yeah, I, I do find it really funny. Um, just the Prince Andrew thing. Imagine being such a huge loser that you're not invited to one of your mom's parties. Well, you're just like, too, you're, that, you're too embarrassing. Like, you're too pathetic for your. It's mom's... not even you're a loser. You're too embarrassing. It, it's not like a party your friends are throwing. It's no. your mother, mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> your own mother is like, "Can you just be sick or something?" I saw a funny meme where it was the Queen, a picture of the Queen signing something, and then they zoom in, and it was her filling in the extra line on a coronavirus test. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was good. I thought it was very I, funny. I enjoyed that. I liked. I watched the Jubilee on Sunday. I liked the parade they did when it was each year, decade on the bus. Did you see that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they yeah. had like sixties, da da da, with all men. And then they did eighties, and it was like Timmy Mallet. And you're like, there's a few people missing from that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just all these presenters like jumping up and down <laughs> who haven't been outed yet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Is this bus going straight to jail? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's like he looks a bit taller than usual. Yeah, because he's standing on a stack of NDAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Timmy Mallet, I've never heard of him before. Do you know who he is? Uh, Timmy Mallet, yeah, he's, well, he's a, no, I tell you why I know him, because Harry Hill used to have a joke where he'd ask the audience for um, celebrities whose names suggest they should be good at DIY. Oh, and okay. And people would shout out Timmy Mallet a lot. And I used to love that show when I was a kid. I used to oh, watch okay, it all the time. Enough. So that's how I've heard of Timmy Mallet. Yeah, uh, I've never In actual, like, who he is, no, I've not Well, heard he of was him. on the bus and he had an inflatable mallet. And he was hitting himself in the head. <laughs> and I said, why is he doing that? And my wife's mum said, because that's Timmy Mallet. That's what he does. <laughs> and so the, that was his thing. Rather than name myself John F. Kennedy, I could have went the other way. Yeah. And just Bobby been, Spoons. Bobby said, hit myself in the face with spoons, and I would have blown up. Yeah. When you go, the show's cancelled. Bobby left his spoons on the train. You know, that's very all sad. You, all you could do. Because I used to be like, oh, I still am. You know, I hate small talk. And then I watched someone do a TikTok video on people who say they hate small talk and what they think they look like compared to. And I went, oh, God, that's me. 
Where yeah, it's yeah. like I'm just there and I'm like, let's talk about Israel and Palestine. Someone's like, hello, and I'm like, what do you think of climate change? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so important, you know. And I went, oh god, that's me. The thing is, you do like small talk. You just like small talk that uh, is about other comedians you don't like. That's not that small is your, talk. That's your vein. That's, of, that's a good, yeah, that's juicy, a good talk. depthful <laughs> yeah. bitching session. Yeah, that's yeah. like it. Small talk is like weather stuff. Yeah, weather yeah, yeah. stuff and. Did you have a good jubilee? That was quite good yeah, small yeah, talk. Yeah, you yeah. kicked off with some quite good small talk. Well, actually. I was hoping to slide in some pedo stuff after. <laughs> yeah, 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 I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. There's always an end game to your yeah, small yeah, talk. Yeah. You feel, become I, small child talk. I feel like I've developed the ability to have small talk. Yeah, you have to. Well, you now you've got a kid. It's very, yeah. You walk past people and they go, oh, whoa. Yeah, and you've got a dog. And dogs, that's my least favorite thing about dogs, is the small talk that surrounds them. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, look at him. What's his name? Oh, how old is he? And you're like, done? Done this? Done this three times already? Yeah, awful. Are they mm. on the same walk? No, I don't. No. I don't. Do you have a dog? No, but no. I'd love to have a dog. Well, um, I'm thinking dog. about checking in, uh, changing one of the children for a dog. <laughs> yeah, swap a kid for a dog. <laughs> I don't know which one yet. I don't think, yeah, you haven't met Bobby's dog. You're fortunate to have avoided him today. <laughs> what kind of dog is He's this? He's an awful animal. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a cavapoo who just likes to lick red. He's got, there's something, you know, yeah. Yeah, but there's something wrong with you. Like, <laughs> but, but, a, like, I don't lick people and, uh, you know... I would say he. You wouldn't do a how, podcast with your dog, would you? That's, that's what you mean. In terms of how dogs are socialized and how humans are socialized, he's as far away from a normal dog as you are a normal human being. I, well, we'll see. Well, Alfie can meet him after. I don't think. Um, he's, he's fine. He's fine. I'm sorry to insult. People get offended if you insult their dog, don't they? Um, Which is weird. No, I think the dog is a, an extension of, of an them. extension of them, and they and they like, have a great. deep affection for the dog, <laughs> and also kind of supply. Like, how intelligent is a dog? Like a your average like one and a well, half to two year old kid? It is it's like no, I mean like <laughs> a, a dog. Like I know they vary, obviously. <laughs> if it was his dog, he'd be meeting celebrities. <laughs> that's, that's how intelligent his dog is. He'd be at the not, FA Cup in Wembley, holding fucking. <laughs> Harry Kane's hand out on the pitch. This is this is outrageous. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's fun. Yeah. Okay. I, what? I do like the idea that my dog's so shitty. Celebrities are like, can I? Do you yeah. want me to hold the dog? <laughs> I would like to. Um, okay. So Alfie, we this episode because we could do this forever. We should get to the meat of it. The reason you're here. We are we are traveling back. I don't say traveling back because. I can't say traveling back because Red will start making a noise like we're in a time machine. It's really annoying. Get in, Alfie. No, please. I quite like that. Yeah, I do too. That's He's banned me from doing it every episode. Of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. I You're bad. You can do it. Where I am speak I? over oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bobby, there's room for you. Yeah, here. Alfie Bagsy the front. Get in. <laughs> no. Well, luckily, we've arrived in 1979. That is the year we have traveled back to. Uh, okay. We'll start fun. We'll start light. Yep. Uh, in 1979, a tsunami in Nice, France killed 23 people. A tsunami in France? In Nice? Here's... I was blown away by this. So were a... they. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been... 79 is just long enough that you can yeah, say horrible yeah. things yeah. about the dead. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... That's that you can. It, it's, I think, how long is that? That's 43 years. Yeah, it's a long time, but it's weird. Yeah, yeah. That's... Someone like their their relatives are still around being like, hey, that was my father. You're speaking yeah, yeah. about they listen to, but us. there's a like, there's a there's a there's a ratio to work out because, of course, if it was way more people, then it lasts a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, if it was like 2000, but also natural disaster, like people can't really. The darkness of the joke, because there was no, like, no human evil behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the darkness of it is just like, you know, eh, shit happens. Mm, you know, they mm. got washed away. Bad luck. Next also, time. Also, Nice, it is kind of like, ooh. Because it's closer to home. I've, I've been there, you know, and that's when it hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, that could have been us. It could have been me. It could have been me if I was there. <laughs> I could have been having an ice cream on the beach. It wouldn't have been you, Red, because there'd be, a, there'd be a, like, a class of, like, of children in front of you in line and ice cream, yeah. you'd use them as like stomping <laughs> human shields. Stomp on the kids and run over them yeah, and let no, them be washed away. away. What month was it? Oh, it's October. I wouldn't have been in France in October. No sun. Yeah, who's Pointless. Going? Who's who's in Nice in October? Yeah, yeah. The people who live there probably. The nice, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So there was, was like no. A... They would. They so they wouldn't. The news presenter wouldn't have had to do that like quite in British thing that we do. We go. Loads of people have died. And there's thought to have been one British casualty. Yeah, that's, that's so great. I love yeah, when yeah, they do that. When we research yeah. for this, it's always like 300 people died. Two of them were British. So, so in that oh, case, he would have gone like a 300 people have died, but no British. Yes. So that's, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, look on the bright side. Especially when it's like Africa and it's usually like like a thousand people have died in like some kind of flood. And then they're like, yeah, and one guy. And then and then we're hearing the story of the one guy. And it's like, this feels wrong. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The nervous breakdown the media had when a white guy died of Ebola. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were thousands of people that like everybody's like vomiting shit but one white guy oh no i've got a temperature this is awful everybody kind of goes into paroxysms of fear about white people get this too oh my god yeah Yeah. well i remember in stand-up with corona it wasn't until it sort of got here that because we were you know i was was throwing out loads of jokes about it and then yeah when it came here and the first guy died i think up north and we were like oh shit this is us too (laughs) yeah but still it's only up north. It wasn't until it hit London. No, no, really London, was, serious. London was horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I um, was gigging with Dave Thompson, if you know him. Yes, the naked comedian. What? Didn't he write a Sex Lives of the Comedian book? Yes, yes. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the naked comedian, the sex comedian. The sex, lives of the com- sex Lives of the Comedian. Sex also Lives of the Comedian. Winky. And also Tinky Winky. Oh, Winkie. yes, yes. Very, yeah, yeah. very great. Nice man. I've met him. He's Quite a, a diverse he's, And has some, has some absolutely great jokes as well. Uh, it was very helpful to me when I first started in 2006, unbelievably. Mm. Anyway, uh, he, I'm pretty sure, was like, because he, he, he came back from Ulaanbaatar or somewhere mm. mad like that doing gigs. And he was wiped out in January 2020. We were doing um, those gigs in Geneva for the bloke that thinks that the Live Nation and the kind of Rothschilds are after his gig. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met him, but I'm text- yeah, I remember I've texting heard. with him once and I thought, I think I'm busy. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think I was exposed to it pretty early on. but so, And it didn't seem funny when he had it. But at the same time, it's something that's so close to mimicking like the flu. You can't really take that seriously, can you? No. It's like bollocks. It's like it doesn't, I can't really get to grips with the fact that it killed that many people or not joke about it. No, it's, uh, it's, it, they, and they, they're calling this a tsunami, right? What, back in, in this, but it was a, it was a, th- it was three and a half meters high, which is quite high. That's like ten feet. That's like you plus half of you, Elfie, or me plus half of me. Yeah, what three? So three and a half meters. Yeah, or yeah. like eight reds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's like me and Peter Crouch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's quite high. Yeah. But yeah. Then, well, yeah. It went in one hundred and fifty meters. Okay. So it took a lot into the right, shore. Right, so that's just past the discotheque. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bibliotheque. Yeah. Uh, the discotheque is, like, right by the sea, and it's underground. It has a, I mean, they, when, when I went there, they'd probably redone it. I'm not sure if it was there then. The I wonder if it's, like, sort of Bethnal Green. It's all been redone since the tsunami, <laughs> like, after, well, uh, after the Germans it, bombed it. You, you, were, you were in Nice, though, before 1979. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, the discotheque was there, but I'm, I'm I was realizing oh, okay. that the discotheque might have been a new addition. To oh, post, I see. Post Sorry. tsunami, I misunderstood nice. completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't listening. Oh, no, well, you well, should be. That is my only job. Uh, yeah, I think I wouldn't do because you want to think you'll. Everybody has it in them to think, man. If there's a natural disaster, I'm gonna thrive, and everyone else is gonna suffer. You know, like somehow my you guy wouldn't die. My you want like we mm. all think we wouldn't die and everyone else would. You know, are you a scaredy cat? Like, are you a bit <laughs> of a pussy? Like, if you how no? Like, does does does? Because I think I because I am I'm terrified of everything. So I think that I would have I, I would have sensed from quite early on. I think I would have been quite good at going. Okay, everybody. Let's get the. F- I I wouldn't have wanted to cause a scene, but I think to a certain point, if I saw something nasty on the horizon, mm. I would have started like it shrieking in of a kind of an, un- in an undignified way on the lookout and really. made a like a a scene and embarrassed myself. But then, in retrospect, only embarrassed myself in front of people who would soon to be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Every, everybody who like took me seriously and like I was I didn't need to be embarrassed in front of. You're lived, a hero, not and like, I was a yeah. hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. The, I'm I'm very aware of like whenever I go abroad, I Google what the animals are, their terrorist attack rate, 
Um, sorry, it's just an email. Um, <laughs> you know, what sort of crimes there are, how lucky like you are to get assaulted. So I know all the stuff. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, I've just come back from Australia and I was very... Did you swim? Uh, no, you mustn't. No. No, sure. no, you can exactly. that. Yeah. Absolutely And fuck. they lie as well. Like, the, the last spider death in Australia was 1954 or okay. something mad like that. Snake death, it, I mean, just forever ago. There's just yeah. so much anti-venom around. And you don't go hang out with snakes unless you have a bunch of anti-venom. Of course, the stats probably don't include indigenous people, but that more on that part of Australia later or, or not, but whatever. <laughs> or never. Uh, or never. But, uh, like, sharks, there's, like, a few a year yeah. die. It's and they insane. always, I met two people from Fraser Island, uh, which is considered the most dangerous island in the world. Um, sharks come into like waist height, great whites. And um, and they were like, oh, it's fine. Nothing ever happens there. And I Googled it. And it was like two people last year ripped at pieces. I was just thinking about what you said, though, Alfie, about uh, shrieking, but then all those people dying and you living. And I like to think if it was a movie at the end of the disaster, you'd see one of the people who'd heard you shriek. And then, like, kindly wave. But then later that night, when they were asleep, you'd beat them to death so they didn't tell anyone about your noise. I yeah maybe or maybe we can I, I, yeah that's a that, that's a in the that's quite a, that's quite a you way of looking at yeah, it yeah um, yeah in, in a character study of of a person right you think you th- if it's a movie you think the whole movie is about a, a a person who's afraid surviving a disaster but then actually it's about a person who doesn't want to be embarrassed. But I may, but I, in my version of the story, and this is quite telling about our personalities, in that I smile at that person later, and then we kind of share a moment, half glance, and we're sort of wading, sort of like half knee height in the kind of wreckage and the corpses, and we're sort of flirting amongst the dead. And then we see the discotheque, and we go for a little swim in the discotheque. Okay. And we fall in love, and she gets a jellyfish sting. And I have to deal with the kind of welt and uh, dress it for I her. I like that too. In my scenario, it wasn't a woman. It was a, it was another man. I oh, think, you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's very important that I kill a man. Not it, a woman. Well, it feels like, you know, politically, it just feels better. Killing men for is For comedy purposes, okay. can't, you can kill a man. You can, yeah. You can't kill a woman in comedy. No. You have to kill a man. Yeah, it's very important. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think you both shows you both are very uh, sane people. Thank you. Yeah, so Thank good you, work. I do, also, one thing I would say about your version is, I don't know if you just survived a disaster involving water, even if it's a tsunami or a typhoon. Typhoons are water, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You said, mm-hmm, you have no idea what no, a typhoon a is, you fucking liar. No, a typhoon is like a... a, a it's I a tornado, like a isn't tornado, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's got Anyways, water a, a water typhoon. Um, <laughs> any disaster with water, if you just survived a water disaster... You would not then, for fun, want to go swimming in the bibliotheque. I don't think swimming is fun for a while. No, I think it would, because it's like, oh, I'm on a little... Uh, I think adventure. the novelty of being in the discotheque with the, with the water and, like, seeing it from a different perspective. Like Waterworld with Kevin Costner. Oh, true. I yeah. do know. I love, the, I love that movie. Or, even though... nobody else did. If no. you were a guy who every week tried to get into the discotheque, you can never get in because you're not cool enough and you're jealous... Then everyone dies in it, and you get your goggles on. You get to swim past the bouncer who's dead who used to tell you you can't come in. Yeah, yeah, the you irascible the DJ. bouncer's corpse. Yeah, the DJ who shagged past. every girl you've ever loved just behind the decks, and you go... Yeah, yeah, Brilliant time. And you can still hear... Yeah, and you sort of do a little fun tour of all your enemies disposed of in a place you were never allowed in. I don't know if it worked out. For those like that, exactly for the people of Nice, France in 1979. But I like to hope it did. Yeah. Mm. I like to hope that that's the ending they had. Well, we've, got, we've got another one for you, Alfie. In 1979, this is, well, you both dance. One child policy is introduced in China. The dream. <laughs> Alfie, you would have. <laughs> Alfie, you have four children, don't you? Yeah, four children. <laughs> nice, nice. And you want a dog? When I um, met you, you had no... I do want a dog, yeah. When I met you, had no children. Yeah, yeah. That's how I had all that energy to be uh, passionate about music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of... I think all of no, the energy like, that Peppa goes towards not that raising bad, you know? four children <laughs> was going towards music. Um, yeah, no, Jesse, my girlfriend, operates a very strict four-child policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that I've had to abide by. 
um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, with her chairman mum. <laughs> Is that what you call yeah. it? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's a good nickname, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, no, I mean, the thing about having loads of kids is, is that you can say, I think we have enough kids at two kids. And then you have a third kid and you love the third kid. So it can't it retrospectively be a mistake yeah, or like the course. wrong thing to have done. No amount of children can ever be the wrong amount of children because mm. you'll just you there's, there's no way to switch it off. Yeah. Love is not a finite resource. No. Like you, you'll just continue to make more love. And once you've had one or two, it's kind of like, well, you know, who cares? That's actually what, such a myth. Really, one to two, one to two is a huge jump. One mm, to two, mm. I think life is getting much harder. Uh, I think mm. it depends on how old they are apart or how far they are apart in age. Like one to two is not a big leap if you have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. Yes, mm. one to two is a huge leap if you have an eighteen-month-old and then a newborn. Yeah, and we've done that twice. Yeah, my sister has very close, and in lockdown, she said it was very hard. We're like a six, four, and two. If you're changing, like, I remember, like, before midday, mm. I think I'd wiped, like, three assholes, only mm. one of which was mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, that, do you, are, how many of your kids are in diapers right now? Um, uh, two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've got, what are the ages? Seven, five. 18 months, 11 weeks. And boy, three boys and a girl? Or? Three boys and a girl, five-year-old girl. Okay. You would have done well in China. Mm. Well, well, what do they I do mean... if you have secret... What do they do with you if you have secret... Do you have any information about what they do with you if you have secret kids behind the government's back? I like. I think a lot of fines. An adoption. A lot of fines. I think you put them in homes They find you and wow. then took the kids away. Yeah, but what they... That's the opposite of child support. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is, isn't it? <laughs> but also, obviously, everyone wanted a boy, right, in China, because it's a patriarchal, like, so... Yeah, and they just... Yeah, it's easier. Nobody wants a teenage girl. <laughs> but they would. So then there would be all these abortions, because they're waiting for a girl all the time. So uh, now, 40 years later, <laughs> there's a generation of, uh, like, millions of men in China with no <laughs> partners, because there's more men than women. Yes. Okay. That won't help mm. the suicide rate any, will it? No. Uh, Being an abortionist in 79 would be similar to the, someone who sold masks and decided in 2019. <laughs> 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 he suddenly went, people thought I was an idiot. <laughs> Vera Drake, is that a new Ferrari? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh my God! It's your killer. <laughs> it took me a second there because you said abortionist, and in my head I was like, "What the fuck is an abortionist?" I don't know if that's the right word. I, there's no way that's a word. <laughs> it used, I think, like you don't. Somebody who was an abortionist nowadays isn't like, uh, "What do you do?" Uh, well, this is Samuel. He's an interior design. <clears throat> Margaret, she works in finance, and uh, that's David. He's an abortionist. I mean, like it's that's an old thing. Like that Vera Drake was an abortionist. Yeah. Because that's all she did. Yes. She had like yeah. one, she wasn't, she wasn't one speciality. She was a, it's she, like a chef that could only work pastry. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so yeah, obviously everyone wants men and no boys. And then there's just no... The nightclubs must have been a disaster. Well, it would have been not then. It would have been the nightclubs in 1990. Yeah. That's my kind of nightclub. Yeah, like um, a Chinese nightclub. Just utter cockfest. Yeah, it was. It's only now this generation of men who can't find partners, and then they're just like, it's quite sad. Yeah. So they're all. What are they now? They're forty three. They're four. Well, the one child policy just Fuck. it went for like thirty years, right? So it only ended. I can't remember what. I'm going to check what year it ended. Seventy nine two. I think it was like twenty eighteen. Because do you remember you went clubbing in London? Obviously, when you were younger, I used to get stopped all the time. They go. Be me and my five mates, and they wouldn't let us in. They go come back with girls. It's like, I, would you just grab them off? You know, what do you mean? Like, we, we never allowed in unless yeah. you had girls with you. Yeah, when we were queuing for Finnegans mm. in Ealing, mm. <laughs> uh, we always used to uh, try and sort of sweet talk girls in the queue, saying, "Listen, they're far more likely to let us in if we come in with you. So yeah. can we just come in with you and say we're with you?" And then, and actually, it ended up being kind of greatly beneficial to the 
um to 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 the to the evening and what we what we what we really wanted to achieve um <laughs> you uh, your ability to make like <laughs> like just like fucking a girl in a disabled toilet sound academic that is what you're saying <laughs> no we were 15 to 16 so it was actually just kissing I, i'm uh, kissing on the dance floor mm. um it was it was very very pleasant kissing on the dance floor that's and then getting wholesome. and then getting mugged on the way home yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. frequently <laughs> that's so funny I, i've never been mugged in my life really no even when i've no but one Canada, ever is there a mugging culture yeah of course no one's ever looked at me and thought he has something worth taking yeah no that's <laughs> actually true yeah. it doesn't matter where i am they always homeless people wave at me and say try to have a good day man it doesn't Ooh. matter how well Do you, know it's going. you might have a little blim of crack on you or something yeah i i look i i look like i'm always just like 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 four days away from a crack bender so that's fine mm. no that's good i don't think i've been mugged no i haven't really no that's no. amazing but i went to secondary school in devon so all my mates who stay who lived in london Got, no, actually, we got when I lived in Camberwell as a young man, we got football stolen and bikes. They go, give us a kick, and I pass it to them, and they'd run off with it. He said, "Young man," he meant again, a six boy. years old. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> as a young man, when you were six years old, I, did, you I just, did think the story didn't match to the language. Well, no, 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 as a young man, when I was six years old, somebody stole a ball from me. Yeah, That's and my, not... I think bikes got stolen. But then, uh, yeah, all my all my London friends, especially my London friends who went to private school, routinely got robbed because every state school kid knew their route home, mm. and so they get robbed. They like all, all the mates I went who went to Rodian got got robbed on the way back from there. Did you not go there? No, I was in Devon. Oh right. Mm. Wow. I was at state school in Devon because I am working class. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no comedian is working no, class. No, none of us are. No, there is no such thing as working. <laughs> if you're a jobbing comedian, you're not working, by definition. Yeah, yeah. That's not what working class is or means. No. Yeah, you so don't work 12 can... hours a day in a fucking mine. You're like... You, it's, literally, it's literally not a working class job. <laughs> so if, if you might have had a working class upbringing, but even that, you weren't working. Your father's... Like, you were a child. And all of our parents are working class, okay? Because they all bought houses and then... Thatcher threw money down their neck. Like, 1979, I'm sure there's something to do with it. Well, we were going to bring it up. We Coming were, up. we were. Should we, should we get into it straight away? I don't, the thing is, I don't know much about the lady. She seems... Smart. Divisive. <laughs> Hot. Uh, there's definitely an energy coming from her, which I do, mm. I do see as sexual. Mm. Margaret Thatcher became prime minister in 1979. Yeah. Yeah, she became prime, Big prime minister, and she, and she like uh, the, the sort of deregulation, sort of re, uh, uh, the the British implementation of Reaganomics, mm. uh, the deregulation of the stock exchange and whatnot, house prices going from because I don't know, like my mum bought her first house for like you know four grand or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. when the average annual income was about ten grand. <laughs> sure, yeah. So that's insane. Which is a ma- mental, uh, and it was probably a three bed in Battersea. Uh, it mm-hmm. was actually a one bed on Harley Street. Okay, but still insane. Yeah. Can you imagine how much that's worth now? Oh, mental. millions, millions. Well, my mum and dad moved to Battersea in like 1982, and their friends went, "Ugh, like yeah. it was far out of London. Like, ugh, you may as well not be in London. Ugh, Battersea." And now it's like, yeah, because you could live in that actual mm. Harley Street, like your yeah. fucking Somerset Maugham. Yeah, yeah, insane, yeah. mental. Uh, and so Thatcher did, but they all hate her. And I you... get why the working classes hate her, but why do the likes of our parents go, oh, bloody Thatcher? It's like, well, I've seen you in the convertible. Seems like you had quite For a good For the day. same reason that all of our richest friends were the loudest ones in favour of Jeremy Corbyn. Yes, 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 exactly. Because Jeremy Corbyn is a bourgeois indulgence that the working <laughs> classes just simply can't afford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nice. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of, <laughs> a lot of 80s... Uh, People who made their money out of going Boo Thatcher, uh, mentioning no names, also slide very, very much to the right <laughs> in, 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 the la- in the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's <clears> so <throat> true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good, good, good amount of cash to be made in doing that. What do but, you, how do you feel about Thatcher? I don't know enough. All I know is that the people who were like, oh, bloody Thatcher, the middle class people I grew up around because I am. But you said to me you had nothing bad to say about her. I do. Well, I do. I, I, look. You, you said to me. She closed the mines, which is bad, apparently, but weren't, I don't know. 
Um, good for the environment. Good for the environment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love she, it. She was a very, very uh, passionate environmentalist. Yes. She, she was a very big... She was pro-European. Yeah. She would have been hugely popular with centrists these <laughs> days. <laughs> but I, everyone who hates her seemed to have had the best time in the 80s ever. Yeah, yeah it's just... It's just cocaine, everything got made. Everyone in media who hates her, you know, um, they seem to have a fucking brilliant time. And they're like, I bought this house for 40k. And you're like, yeah, but okay. So where were the bad parts? And obviously for working classes, it was bad, was it? They, 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 working class people do not like Thatcher. The North especially doesn't like Thatcher. That's because of the mines. Yeah. Um, but didn't she make it so you can buy your own council house and that was beneficial? Yeah, but you had to be able to. You had to yes. have a lot okay. of money. So to all I've heard is that she's a witch and they want her to die, which seems uh, misogynist to me. Well... <laughs> Also, I don't like the whole, like, when I was walking through Liverpool the other day with uh, my Liverpool flag, and I, I like, I don't like Margaret Thatcher. I, 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 I don't like, like, conservative party ideology is not what I think is best for the world, but, yeah. uh, etc. I find it quite hard to, like, mechanise the concept of evil when I'm thinking about politicians in my brain. So all of these people, like, on the streets uh, singing, in the mud, in the mud, Maggie's in the mud. <laughs> but, like, she died like a really old woman, mm. having achieved what she wanted. Yeah. So, like, you're, oh, she's dead. Yeah, but you'll die. Yeah. We'll all die. Like, there's there's no amount of smugness that lets you off the grave. Yeah, Like, yeah. she died. Like, we all dead. Like, you know, every, loads of... All, like, Gandhi's dead, too. Yeah, and yeah, And so yeah. is, you know, Mavis Beacon, who taught us all touch typing. They're all dead. So just... Michael Jackson. Yeah, there's Even so me. many dead people. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're an expert on the North. Um, what, what, what's their... What, what do they hate Thatcher so much? Um, I think that there were... Um, it wasn't just the closing of the mines. There was... Uh, oh, the milk at school and stuff like that, wasn't it? Uh, milk snatching Maggie Thatcher. Mm. Uh, but I think there was a lot of corruption and uh, uh, an underhand uh, abuse and the removal and dialing back of the welfare state with yeah. regards to social housing and various other shit. But again, I don't know the details because I've never read. I haven't read Charles Moore's autobiography on it. Okay. Yet. Yeah, 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 sure. But please have me back. No, definitely. Well, I, we'll, I do, don't... we'll do one of the other big years of her uh, tenure. I just know she's hated. And from a from a middle-class standpoint, and what I've seen, she only benefited the people I grew up around. But I, again, so class. Sort of obviously, what, me? Yeah. What would you say? What's above middle? Posh. Aristocracy, isn't it? <laughs> but it's posh. Posh, I self-describe yeah. as theatre posh. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, I could fair. go for that. Is that. I think you're probably theatre yeah, posh Yeah, probably, too, aren't you? yeah. Yeah. Though I was state-educated. So it was very tough. Um... <laughs> very tough for you, Rick. Yeah. I'm... Can you turn stop. off your I'm fucking not, like, email? I was doing my podcast earlier and stop. I got a couple of you. I, I was doing my podcast earlier and I got a, uh, <laughs> a gig notification through for um, the Avalon Hereford gig. Oh, really? It, on December the 17th. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice. And I went, yeah, absolutely, let's do that. Yeah, Show yeah. those fucking pigs what we're about. <laughs> That's a part. Sorry to anybody in Hereford. I, yeah, no, I just, I just, I, I can see she probably did a lot of bad stuff. But it's just funny when you see posh people who directly benefit from someone, pretend to hate it, but not actually do anything about it. Mm, is mean, what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. I completely and wholeheartedly agree with that. And that's all we can speak about is our own experience. We're like, we're 40 years removed from that day now. Yeah. So it's hard to feel mm. like the real, the ramifications. So you can only kind of muse on what we know about it, which is our uh, rich, white, uh, very on paper liberal friends who have a bunch of money. Yeah, hating like, like I don't know. I think, I do think like, whenever it is weird that like, uh, like Boris, like, like they've been raising, they've raised some taxes, and I'm like, I mean, I I wouldn't vote conservative, but it's like I was at least hoping, guys, that you would do the conservative thing, and I would pay less taxes. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like. That's what you think. What like, you wanted to your own self interest, at but least. But also that that's that we can sort of make ghouls and villains of people from history, whereas people who kind of presently exist, it's quite hard to reckon with where they fit morally on our mm, sort of his, mm. in our historical landscape. Boris Johnson's the worst. Like it, like into, I, I again, like I find the words evil really unhelpful. Not least because it sort of 
if you describe somebody as evil, it sort of lets them off. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, they're evil. It's innate. There's nothing they can do yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 It's yeah, just yeah. an evil person. He's sh- he's shit, and he's a sh- he's, he's got a shit character, <laughs> yes, and he he's does. a shit person. And I've never like had the kind of vi- visceral urge. I feel it in my thighs, the urge to see him humiliated. Mm. It's un- I've never felt like this. But before. can he be? Because he has been. Well, a man with time. no it's like yeah. Trump. A man with no shame can't quite be humiliated. But I saw a good video. It was like yeah, eight, so eight minutes long. That's the sadness. And it was just. Uh, Boris Johnson worst moments from when he was born up until recently <laughs> and it was brilliant he was caught on tapes organising the the beating of a man a rival yeah, journalist yeah. and stuff like threatening that threatening the beating of a journalist yeah 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 and just all this like the amount of he's had like five children out of wedlock whilst being married to some I can't remember what the statistic that's all, was that's, yeah. I had no problem no. if you're doing good things and not lying to yeah, a, yeah, and like yeah. being appalling like, I, a, like a violent lying mad in Thug. I mm. am obsessed, and no one in this country cares because uh, there's like quite a separation between private li- per- politicians' private lives and then what they do in office. But I am obsessed with the fact that he cheated on his wife while she was getting chemotherapy. Yeah, and left her. Like that is so funny. Let's there's factor nothing... in how stressful that must have been for him. <laughs> there is nothing funnier he needed relief <laughs> there, is, there is nothing funnier than having like five kids at home your wife might die and you're like i need to get i need to come where can i come mm-hmm. it's good it's and he's got too many kids so he can't can wa- he can't wank in the house because they're in every bloody room because there's so many of them so, so he, he has no choice i don't but think to he's cheat. in the house with them. <laughs> I, I don't think he's in the house. I I, I I I doubt he even has his kids registered on Find My Friends. There's, there's, he doesn't know where they live right no. now. It makes me really happy. 1979 was also the year that Magic Johnson got drafted by the Lakers. Okay. Are you into basketball? Uh, no, I'm watching Winning Time, uh, the rise of the Lakers at the moment. Oh, nice. I watched uh, the, uh, the obvious one in lockdown, you know, the... Chicago Bulls one. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a dramatization. So John C. Riley oh. plays Jerry Buss, the owner of the Lakers. Oh, nice. I like uh, John Quincy C. Riley. Isaiah or Isaiah Quincy. Okay. Somewhere around plays, uh, plays Magic. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty great. But Magic Johnson, uh, brilliant uh, so, guy, uh, got got AIDS, didn't he, and survived. Got well, well uh, yeah. He doesn't have AIDS. He was mm. HIV positive. Okay. N- never. But you say tomato. They're different things. I know. I'm just. What is a virus? AIDS is like what happens when you're dying from the HIV virus. I well, think. yeah. Oh, He's so never had. How's he? How's he? What's he up to these days? He's, He's healthier than we are for sure. Yeah. No, of course he is. He's been on whatever those sweet drugs are. He's been on them forever. He's doing great. He yeah, looks he's better very than well. he did. What I keep on wondering is, does his wife Cookie, is she HIV positive? Because you'd think, like, by now. But you can take yeah. drugs now that make it so... Well, you think she found out and got on prep straight away? I would, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be what yeah, I'd, yeah. Be, I'd be checking that into that quick. I wonder if there are, like, long-term ramifications from taking prep. Like, if you... I'm sure it's not great for your body. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she, were they, so they were married when he found out. Yeah. And he'd obviously, he didn't catch it from her. I think uh, he, he, he really liked to throw his balls around, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, if you'll excuse the expression. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he enjoyed to fuck absolutely as many people as was feasible at any well, given Well, as moment. an athlete, he deserves that right. As a really... <laughs> deserves that right. <laughs> as, a, as an extremely charismatic, extremely tall, mm. like, handsome man. I think there was a lot of uh, opportunities to have sex. Yes, yes. And he'd be silly. Well, I thought you were going to say. Was, yeah. I thought you were going to say another like intellectual statement to describe him <laughs> fucking a bunch of women. I was waiting. Uh, I was searching for one, but not one. But so arise. she was already with him. It's like because Charlie Sheen keeps getting girlfriends, and he like has to explain to them the deal. Well, it's there's nothing. Sorry, wrong. does he Charlie Sheen have eight? Yeah, he, 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 HIV. HIV. HIV positive. Yes. <laughs> there's nothing now. It's fine. Now it's it's literally you can have it now and live yeah, a normal yeah. life. And yeah, I think yeah. his isn't transmittable, but it's still kind of like, ooh, do I want to fuck isn't Charlie? Transmittable. Shin? I think so. No, you can take drugs now, so you can just have sex with people when you have HIV. It's a thing. You don't even need to tell them. Well, I think I think I'm you not should sure tell them. that. But I don't know what the rules are. But now the the campaigns I've seen are now more. I feel like I'm the 
It's like having corona now. At the end of this, I'm going to be like, listen, guys, yeah, I'm HIV positive. <laughs> but no, I think like they're trying to like destigmatize it. It used to be like, hey, don't, don't fuck people without condoms. But now they're like, hey, if someone has HIV, they're not, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's like a positive corona test now. Like, you can go to work, but you probably should tell people, you know? Uh, okay, yeah, that's no. great. That's great. Yeah, you can't be done for, like, manslaughter if you fuck somebody. You've no, but if you work in the arts and someone finds out, you'll be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, in our industry. Um, Does anybody else like basketball? Do you like basketball? I like the idea of it, but not, like, I think I, it's one of those things I really want to get into. You like basketball? I, like I love watching that documentary, and I thought, oh, this looks fun. A lot of goals, a lot going on. Like I like the, the a lot of hoops. <laughs> I like the stories of basketball. Like I like the stories of athletes, but I don't like watching it. So like I'd watch that show happily, and I'd, I'm sure I'd love it. Yeah, I watched the thing on Tom Brady um, on the plane, and I don't have any interest in American football. But I was just I like I love winners. I hate it when the underdog wins. Um, I like there to be a champion who's just wins and crushes every time. Yeah, and that's why I was watching Tom Brady. I was like, I get so behind this. That's why I always back America when they're at war. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to back the winner. No, I just like it being, I like there being a system, you know? Does the Vietnam War hurt you to think <laughs> yeah, about it? Yeah, it's horrible. I don't <laughs> um, No, I'm joking. But it's amazing to watch. I remember hearing like Giselle is his wife and I was, she was going out with DiCaprio before him and I was like, God, imagine, because I didn't know anything about Tom Brady. I was like, imagine going out with someone who was with DiCaprio. And then you see Tom Brady and you're like, oh wait, this guy's just, he's Mr. America, you know? Yeah, if anything, I think I'd feel a little bit like yeah. put upon by him if I was Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, 100%. He's like, like he's 6'5". What, yeah. And just like smashes. And his whole story is like he didn't have the most natural ability, but he kept working. Whenever yeah. someone says that, I feel like he still did, you know? Oh, yeah, but he, he's he, like... He had more natural ability than we did. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. But, but uh, it, not for, uh, for uh, like uh, Justin Langer, the Australian cricket player, he was like okay at cricket when he was 17. Mm. Like pretty good, like you know, good a good level. Yeah. Could have played very good club cricket, but he made the decision at seventeen. I will be a test cricketer, and went for it and became, you know, a pretty good test cricketer. Yeah, 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 An yeah. Australian yeah. Just national. Just put in the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to bowl with a guy, right? Five pin bowling, Canada. Take yourself back, nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Your band is doing this. Your band is getting in the time machine. We're, See, going now you, now we're going, going forward from 1979. Oh, okay, we're going, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Should we get back in? Because otherwise we're, stu- we're stuck. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I'm going to go to the year where the first musket was invented. So I'm going to shoot myself in the face. So I hate this time machine. Okay, it's 1998. Yeah. I love five-pin bowling. I'd compete in tournaments. Mm-hmm. There's this guy who always won named Ryan Bester. He was crazy at five-pin bowling. Is five-pin bowling a bowling alley? Yeah, it's a bowling alley. You know ten-pin bowling, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, but it's with five pins. With yeah, five yeah. pins instead. Harder, actually. There's less spin on the ball. So in ten-pin bowl, if you watch, they always like curve the ball on the lane. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you have finger holes, so when you throw, you're kind of spinning the ball. Whereas five-pin is a smaller ball in the palm of your hand, and it goes straight. A better test, I think. And... Very, I, I I did it obsessively. I once threw a three eighty five, four fifty is a perfect game. It was very good. Uh, I think eleven strikes. So okay. <laughs> um, Ryan Bester, I was like okay at bowling. I was never good. I was never going to win a tournament, but I enjoyed competing. Ryan Bester won every tournament. He was crazy good. But thing is, five pin bowling's there's nowhere to go. Mm. Didn't hear about Ryan Bester for years. I was thought, what happened to him? He had crazy hand eye coordination. I thought, but you can't be like a professional five-pin bowler. I Googled him. Turns out Ryan Bester is now a world lawn bowling champion. Well, that's good. He transferred the He skill. moved into lawn bowling, moved to Australia, a country where you can lawn bowl 12 months a year. <laughs> Ryan Bester. Well, you'd be, be Ryan Bester. If I met him, he wouldn't remember me. There's no way. I'd, I, was a, I was a bug that he flicked off a window once. But I'll always remember him as the man... Who brought me close to greatness? No, that's that's good. so sweet. I always think if you have like a people always describe like Leo Messi as having like a God given talent. Mm. Like then what if he was? How many people in like fourteen oh eight had a God given talent oh, to be so like many. a Formula One driver, but just had nowhere nowhere to, nothing to do, to do you with? You couldn't it. even play a footballer. Yeah, yeah or but a fo- also there'll be a Lionel Messi of Cluedo. And no one gives a shit, you know? Yeah, but it's just hand... What we're talking about really is hand-eye coordination. 
That's yeah. like the, or I guess with football, it's foot-eye coordination, but it's still just reflex speed, right? And then mm. whatever sport they go into. And then size also plays a factor depending on the sport. Yeah, size, When speed. I was at primary school, then we used to have this wall. So the, the, the rhino, you could piss, you know, obviously up it was onto this wall. And there was a guy who pissed. His mark was always there because he could piss higher than anyone else because we'd have pissing competitions. And I do think, I wonder what became of him because he was such a champ. When I was six, I was like, my God, you know, you would, when he walked past, you this go, guy had dick strength. you go, this guy can piss fucking high. I remember desperate going in on my own and like not meeting half of his mark and just going, oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> maybe that he's either gone on to you know that piss is a metaphor for everything in his life and he's now or that's still his only great skill I'd lean towards that <laughs> yeah, it'd be I'd amazing if towards. you googled him right now and it turned out he was a lawn bowls champion yeah 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 yeah. maybe that's still his thing and he, they're like you're unemployed and he's like yeah but I can still look come around to this wall okay we're gonna move on to a story now a man who I learned about while th- Reading about 1979, and he was a French criminal named uh, Jacques Mizrine. Heard of him? No. No. I read. You know, you're not a reader, right? No. I read. So a French criminal who was responsible for numerous murders, bank robberies, burglaries, kidnappings in France, the U.S., and Canada. Uh, Mizrine repeatedly escaped from prison and made international headlines during a, fi- a final period as a fugitive when he... When he tried to kidnap the judge who had previously sentenced him, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, Change your mind. He also had an aptitude for disguise, which earned him the name The Man of a Thousand Faces and enabled him to remain at large while receiving massive publicity as a wanted man. Okay. So this guy was on the run, robbing banks all the time, being a criminal, killed some people, kidnapped (laughs) a judge who had sentenced him and tried to hold him for ransom. Yeah. Uh, But then it caught up with him. Quite sad. You know, he was, he was on the run and uh, the French police, uh, they couldn't track him down. So eventually, by using information supplied by an informant, they ascertained the license number of the car that the woman he was with was using, his mistress. So uh, because uh, they had checked parking tickets to find it. And these tickets indicated she had been frequenting a certain district without any obvious cause. So undercover police patrols combed the area and a man fitting his description was spotted walking with a woman believed to be the mistress. So one officer who had seen him at court, confirmed the identity by using his distinct build. They looked at him and said, yeah, that's his body. Okay. So the couple were followed home, and their building was watched around the clock. Two days later, they left their apartment for a weekend in the country. Like, they were not taking being fugitive seriously at all. Um, uh, they took the pet poodle with them. They had a pet poodle. You know, you're a fugitive. You're on the run from the police. You've killed some people. You've kidnapped a judge. But the dog wants to run the country. Let's go. Yeah, quite an I, identifiable dog as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. They, they're in the outskirts of Paris uh, in a gold BMW, and then they got boxed in at an intersection, and police marksmen in the rear of a lorry immediately in front of their car threw open a tarpaulin. I don't know what that means. Tarpaulin? Tarpaulin. What is that? <laughs> it's the it's the soft roof of a, of anything but the car. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I've read a lot of words. It was the only one I didn't know. That's pretty good. <laughs> Reportedly, in the instant before the cops opened fire, uh, Mezrin's eyes were described as being so shocked they seemed to be bursting from his head as he realized he was trapped. 20 rounds were fired at point-blank range. <laughs> uh, Mezrin was struck 15 times. Um, a coup de grace was then administered with a pistol. They just went up, boom, shot him in the head with a pistol. And uh, his mistress lost one eye and suffered lasting damage to her arm, and they killed the dog. Was his eyes the result, the shocked eyes, were they disguised eyes? They might have been like those. Is there a film about this guy? Because there should be. There is a film about this man. Who's starring in it? Uh, You? Uh, no, no, but... Uh, no. Is that because I'm I'm shocked? 
Well, a film about uh, Mezrine called Mezrine okay. was released in 1984. Okay. Um, is, it, is it pronounced Mezrine? How the fuck would I know? <laughs> I don't know. I read a French word. I say it the way it looks. Okay. I get. I bet it's not because I'm not French. What is true? Sometimes on Google you can press the little like speaker. Yeah, I don't with trust the... them though. I never trust that website. Unless you just trust that you just won't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I I once pressed it on hegemony. Yeah. You know what? I'm hegemony. looking it up. That sounds up. wrong. Yeah. Let's see how to say his fucking name, Red. If you're gonna, if you you're so. I'm just surprised there's not an American version of this movie. Well, maybe there is. Well, Johnny Depp could do it. Johnny Depp could do it, but Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. Uh, well, how, how old was Mesrine when the when fifteen of the twenty rounds that they shot at him <laughs> killed him? Um, he was. I laughed. Forty two years old. Okay, forty two years old. So probably a little bit too old. Probably Jet Depp. Probably a little bit too old. I'd probably go. But he looks. He's like a French forty two. He looks a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks probably like Johnny. Johnny Depp could go a bit younger and play. Yeah. I think. Why? Who would you go with? Who would I go with to play him? Fassbender. Fassbender. He seems to be off air for a bit, doesn't he? Well, yeah. when you read his Wikipedia, very interesting stuff. Okay, well, we didn't say anything. Wikipedia did. No, he's got um, some interesting things in his past that he wouldn't want the media mentioning for the last five years. So he's years. having a little five years down Keeps time. Keeps his head down. Oh, really? Keeps mm. his head has down. He had a bit of, like, has he tried to eat anybody like that army hammer? <laughs> no, what's happened to him? Because he's still in that commercial for that movie, the Nile one. Can't be good for that movie. And they're like, we tried to cut him out as much as possible, but he's still in it like three fucking times. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't, I, I, first of all, the thing is that I have no strong opinions on anything that happens in showbiz media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I'd only ever read, I'm just always amazed when anybody has a strong opinion about Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I yeah, he definitely didn't. How could you possibly, they've had to go through a trial, like lawyers and judges and people, like professionals have had to go through a trial working out what happened. Mm-hmm. But yet you are sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how? Mm-hmm. Well, well, the Army Hammer one. That's spiral. very interesting, but okay. we're going to learn Sorry. how we say Mesrine. Okay. Jacques Mesrine. 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 So you can't. You're right. Mesrine. Mesrine. One, one, one more time. Jacques Mesrine. Mesrine. Okay. Well, we have it. Well, yeah. hang your head in shame. I just said you sure say it was... wasn't. It was after like the that. tarpaulin was debacle. Was I was a, a bit worried. It's, no, it's like, it's like <laughs> when you're on a road trip. And you turn, and then someone says, are you sure it's this way? You know what they're really saying you is, just said, it's not this I way. I don't know what the hell Tarapalin is. Well, I don't know what every word means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was supposed to be a dictionary. <laughs> I can't learn in life. Okay, I've got a good one from 1979. Have you heard of the Twinkie defense, anyone? Uh, no. No. Well, a man. Why don't you just say the thing rather than saying, have you heard of? Okay. <laughs> Michael Are you Damwood, always this cross with each other? He gets very cross. No, he does. He has a very big temper on the pod. And it, it actually uh, kills as his aids the dynamic. It's bad. Um, Dan White is convicted of manslaughter <laughs> rather than murder for the assassination of San Francisco Mayor George Moscone uh, and Supervisor Harvey Milk. So he shot them both. And he used what's known as the Twinkie defense, which is when you blame your sugar intake on your mood and uh, and you get away with it. So he got away with manslaughter as opposed was, to... So he shot Harvey Milk. Yeah. and Presumably shot... it was a homophobic murder. Yes. How did you know that? Because Harvey Milk's... You're gay. more intelligent than most people we have on this pod. You actually know what Har- we're talking about. Well, you Harvey Milk... Who Harvey Milk was. Yeah, of course I did. As of today, I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, Harvey Milk was gay. This guy shot him. <laughs> this guy shot <laughs> Yeah. And he said that he... Uh, he was eating too many Twinkies, and it fucked with his diet. And uh, so he, he didn't he get convicted pro- of murder. He got manslaughter, and then he got out after seven years in 1985. So he served seven years shooting this guy, and got out. And then um, a few years later, hung himself because he had a failed marriage. Apparently, there was an unopened Twinkie found uh, by by where he gassed himself in his car. <laughs> you just said he gassed himself. You said he hanged himself. Oh, he gassed himself. Sorry. I would like the idea of him hanging himself with like a Twinkie in his mouth. <laughs> jacking off. No, that, he, he gassed himself in his car. There was no Twinkies. I just made that up for a fun fun fact. Um, so hang on, there were no Twinkies at <laughs> all no, in the story. No, no. no. So it, all that happened is a guy shot shot this guy. But there was a Twinkie defense. This That's is real. the Twinkie defense is a real thing. It's oh, okay, a legal okay. defense. You didn't make all of everything. No, no. That no. would have been a really elaborate and great too thing much. to now, make see, up. Now you can see what I'm dealing with. <laughs> where this tension comes from sometimes. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's known as the Twinkie defense. So it's kind of like voluntary manslaughter where you're like, oh, I did it, but 
My yeah. sugar was all over the like place. Like in the staircase, you take the Alfred plea. Mm-hmm. The Alfred plea is, yeah, I wouldn't want that. That would suck. Hey, it's better than being in prison. Yeah, but I've only seen two episodes of that. Was that where you're saying the owl like came down and swooped and knocked it down the stairs? That's what happened. Nice. That is. Is he in prison now? Nope. Oh, we could get him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Yeah, we yeah. might. Some people are like that, you know? I just love, I love when I read an article about the staircase. Uh, for those people that don't know the story, a woman was found at the bottom of a staircase, and it's unclear whether or not her husband uh, killed her. He did. Um, it was an owl. It was obviously an owl. It was yeah. not clearly an owl. Uh, he may or may not have killed her. He also may or may not have killed a woman found at, a, at the bottom of another staircase in a house he was in in the 80s. And you read these... brain hemorrhage. Yeah, she had a brain hemorrhage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so our woman and head just keep exploding on staircases around this guy. Yeah, yeah. Very, he's very charismatic. <laughs> he really is so charming and uh, a, a habitual liar. Um, but uh, what, what, I read an article about it, and they're talking about him, and they're like, in 2022, now he lives in a, a bungalow with no stairs, as if like he's cursed by stairs, and it's like <laughs> he's cursed by your urge to kill yeah, women. Yeah, he can't live around the stairs. I've been working on a bit about this, but I, it blows my mind because if you've seen the dramatized version of it yet, Alfie, I've seen both versions. Yeah, what's amazing? <laughs> Although is, the final episode comes out tomorrow, I don't okay. know if you've picked up on this, but it, it's my favorite thing in that in the dramatized version of the staircase. There is a scene, because obviously they they have to, like, with the documentary, they're just shooting what they see. But in the dramatized version, they have to I know fill in the gaps say. and the characters. And there is a scene yes. where in the kitchen, yes. to establish the relationship between the husband and wife, uh, the husband peels down the jeans of the wife and eats her ass. <laughs> and she loves can it. You, and that, that, can you imagine... Being her daughter, who is still alive today, and like, oh, so, so what? They've okay, so they've made a TV show where I'm in it. I didn't agree to that. Great. So my mom was probably murdered. Now I'm being played by an actor in a TV show. Okay. And some woman who looks like my mom, kind of, but is hotter, is playing my mom. Okay. And they're gonna reenact her death in many different ways. Fine. Oh, and also the guy I think killed her is gonna tongue mom's asshole. <laughs> There's Colin Firth being dad, <laughs> tonguing Tony Collette playing mom's oh, asshole. God. So it's does the daughter think the dad money. did it? Sorry, well, the the, there is a there is a daughter who is not the daughter of oh, stepdaughter, who, yeah, who, okay. who, of of him. Yeah, and then yeah. there are two adopted daughters from the woman who he who had the brain hemorrhage, ah. who he adopted afterwards, <laughs> uh, and then went and then she adopted them too, and then. Now he lives in a bungalow. And he's got two sons from a first marriage. Okay. I, I gotta say, though, if you do kill someone, raising their kids is quite a nice thing to do. Yeah, that is. It is like, a really nice thing to do. Not and that it, he did. Maybe he didn't. Look, maybe I just don't think, didn't. I think that coincidence is unfortunate because, I mean, whether or not he killed Tony Collette. Uh, <laughs> whatever. I, or whatever. Kathleen her, is Kathleen, the Kathleen, thank you, yeah. Jesus. Um, quite literally dead naming somebody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like... He wouldn't do it on the stairs again, would you? Not now. Now I mean, no. You do yeah. it like um, so. Okay, so uh, what's the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, <laughs> the, the, the old there's Clayton Peterson who is the one of the sons, and then there is Tobias or something. Look mm. up what the older brother is called and find his Instagram because it is the greatest Instagram ever. It's like, so he does this. He has this weird kind of tick on Instagram. He doesn't quite know how to be on camera yet. So every time he records a story. He, he he kind of raises his eyebrows. I'm aware that this is a podcast. He raises his eyebrows to the camera and like smiles at it. Like he's sort of trying to get your attention. Like the fact that you're on the Instagram isn't enough. He still needs to go, you, we watching? Great. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah, and it's him yeah, doing yeah. that and them just dancing with like ninja swords. With like a, being a 50-year-old guy with a six-pack. He's, he's gone mental. The oh, whole God. thing's made him go completely it mental. It would, though. It, of course it would. The most traumatic thing in your life, horrible. Even for him, I guess it's his stepmom is found dead. He has to see her dead body. His dad is accused of that woman's murder. It's played out for years and years and years and years. And then they make TV shows about it, and you're constantly reliving the worst day of your life, seemingly forever. It's mm. hell. I'd go live in a for fucking over 20 cabin. Years. I'd it's go live a in a weird, cabin in the woods. We have a weird decade of, I remember everyone going, Big Brother, people are famous. We've got true crime fame now, which is strange, isn't it? There's like people famous for true, true crime. is horrific. Well, like Joe Exotic uh, making a murder. You know, we've got actual celebrities who are sort of like involved in these 
Netflix true crime things. Um, and it does, and it, it also the whole notion of true crime in terms of what we deem like offensive or the way in which we talk about victims, treat victims, our own psychology around how we treat uh, like uh, people of, uh, who are criminals and the very, very sensitive nature around everything to then kind of go, yeah, that's all. We all need to take crimes against women and all of this really, really seriously. But also, I find it very titillating. And I wonder if, <laughs> I, I wonder if we could get Ted Bundy to be fuckable. Like, yeah, I really yeah. want to fuck Ted Bundy. Well, is there's... it Ted Bundy who Zac Efron is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Zac yeah, yeah. Efron played like, him. Like, oh, what yeah, the fuck really are you want, on about? Oh, my God, look at Ted Bundy's abs. But yeah, it's I'll also go on your little boat with you, Ted. The truth, there's a podcast called Case File, which is the most fucking grim thing I've ever heard in my life. I tried listening to it. And it's always like top 20 in the world podcast charts. And it is fucking horrific. Every week it's about a different murder. This Australian guy has got the most brutal voice I've ever heard. Is Serial a similar thing? No, Serial's more like, let's look into He's just like, they were two girls. They were so beautiful. Then they were murdered and raped and burnt and fucked. And they'll be like, Squarespace. You'll <laughs> 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 be like, what? What? But it's like, everyone listens to it. And then people sort of make a joke about something. And that's the conversation. You're like, surely this is worse. You know what Wait, I mean? I feel like what you're saying is not that far away from what we're doing right now, Red. <laughs> I really like what mm. you're saying. We started this episode on a tsunami. That's true, but we're making fun. We're joking. We take it to an elevated place that's ridiculous. They're literally stating the facts for our entertainment. Well, I don't know what one... If I was a a family member of a victim, I don't know if I'd rather have people making fun of my mom's murder or talking about it seriously. Either one, it's quite a bleak place to live. We very intentionally positioned ourselves to not be in the top 20 in the world. So the vet relatives of these people never hear us. That's good. That's, <laughs> good. that's really, really, really. That's right. so That's Smart. a very magnanimous <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, we should end on that. I think we've done it. I'm, I'm we sort of nearing a point where I need to. We should. Yeah. Uh, Alfie. Thank uh, you very much. Thank you. I also, Alfie's got Sorry. an Amazon Prime. I watched it. Um, what's the time again? Uh, I'm on Amazon Prime and it's called Sensitive Man. I'm on YouTube and it's called Imagination. I have my own podcast called The Alfie Brown Show and a Formula One podcast, if you're into Formula One, with Josh Weller called Dirty Air. Yes, and it, they're all brilliant, so get get on that. Consider myself plugged. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> plugged. Alfie, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And thank our super geniuses, uh, Spencer. Spencer, Matthew, and Christopher, we love you. Love you so much. You're super smart. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.